Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Screen Heroes, episode 187. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. Closing in on that two hundos. The big 200. Um, I'm Derek, one of your regular hosts, and I have my two lovely hosts with me, Ryan. Hi. And Ray. Sup, dudes? And we are here this week. We are Screen Heroes to talk about Terminator. We're talking about the Terminator franchise, a bit of a retrospective on the Terminator franchise, all six films. And Ryan's very excited about that. I have, to, I have not had time in the last week to do any prep for this, so all my prep has been in my life Just watching, watching the movies and, and not TV shows. So. Right, we're not going to talk about the TV show. Um, and we've got some news to cover. So, uh, Ray, you've got some news for us. What would you like to talk I about first? I put together just a little bit of stuff for us to, to talk about. So... Let me get to that Got a lot list. of trailers this week. Right? ton of new trailers, and they'll all be in our new segment in a couple weeks, Trailer Park, where we kind of break them down little by little. But, you know, we got Morbius. We got a new Black Widow one just today. I didn't see that A one. new uh, Bloodshot just today. And there were new Mutants and Birds of Prey since we last talked trailers it's been like two weeks and and did you mention morbius i didn't I hear should, you that was the I first one that was the first one you yeah, said you okay. should listen to me well you know i'm working the tech over here um so yeah i saw the new mutants trailer so new mutants is actually coming out and it's the original director's version of the film not with all the crazy reshoots that they did over the course of eight years multiple times i know right um this movie's been in production since i was in middle school i think um but I mean, I think it looks fine at this point. I mean, my expectations are pretty low now. Doesn't look like an X-Men movie. Still looks just as underwhelming as an X-Men movie. I really don't like movie trailers that go one by one and introduce characters. Like, that's not why we're here. So... Why are we here? To have the movie introduce them to us. Gotcha. I think they do it when like the actors are relative unknowns because there's really only two actors in New Mutants that I recognize anyway. Macy Williams is the only one I know by name. So <laughs> I know Anya Taylor Joy from uh, Stranger Things. Right, the guy from Stranger Things. Yeah. Who, who's the other one? Anya Taylor Joy. She's from Split and Glass. Oh, I thought she looked she's familiar. She's playing Magic. Okay. okay. Ileana Rasputin. Fair enough. The trailer was not that exciting i don't at least not for me i didn't really go man i gotta go see this movie and like you commented you know just privately talking as friends kind of thing the the song choice was yes it's unoriginal it's out of place (laughs) it's definitely out of date and misses the complete point of the song week with poor song choice in the trailers agreed so i only really want to see it because of the production hell that it went through and i just yeah. need to see what the like final product yeah. yeah like like how like is it going to actually be a bad movie or not i just need to know yeah and that's kind of what's driving me for it because like i don't really know these characters x-men's never been a strong suit for me and the x-men franchise in film has 
left a lot to be desired. So this was just like the last one. So I guess I should go see it. I feel like between the end of 2019 and all of 2020, there are more movies that I would like to see while intoxicated than sober. And New Mutants is one of them. Cats is one of them. Like, that's not a good thing, guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> make, not a compliment to Right? Like, make quality films. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But we did get um, some more from Birds of Prey. So uh, Black Mask is going to have his Black Mask. Yes. I don't think there was a doubt of that. Uh, but some people we got were, to see it. Yeah, we got so to see it. Cool. Some people were... I gotta say, like, the mask looks straight out of the comics, so that's awesome. Yeah, it looks very accurate. I was really impressed by it. But his suits, like, I'm actually waiting to hear the behind his personality kind of thing about the suits. They're so flamboyant and out there. That lines up with the leaks that we talked about, I don't know, a few months ago, that his character was just flamboyantly gay in this, and, um, you know. I mean, they're they're definitely like showstopper suits. You'd see those kind of things in the runway and not on like the clothing racks. So right, yeah. I, I actually kind of want to know about like his fashion choices. I do. I, it's, no, I believe it's going to play into his character and they're all you. really well, weird. The, I mean, Harley is also one that has a lot of weird fashion yeah. choices in this, too. So I'm sure that's that must just be something that Margot Robbie is fascinated in. And since this is her movie, mostly and mostly, yeah. There's she, a go ahead. I was gonna, Sorry. She, she blows up the Joker, kind of at least Acme his, chemicals. Yeah, at least you know where his hideout. I guess I, I think we're supposed to believe that he was in there at the time. Well, I but... think it was more representative of the fact that that's where he pushed her into the vat. Yeah, in Suicide Squad, right? More than she blowing him up. I mean, at least for me, that's what it was. I, I mean, that's we'll how I initially out. took it. But like everybody on the Internet's like she blew up the Joker. Well, they, want, so. they want that to happen. But yeah, yeah. I, I see it more of a symbolic thing. You know, <laughs> this is where Harley was created from Harley and Quinzel or yeah. whatever her name was. And, you know. Yeah, um, it's definitely like a bad guy cutting your hair after a breakup kind of thing. It's I, separating blowing yourself. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an extreme thing. So fair enough. Uh, we got a good look at the hyena, which I know some people are very excited about. Love that it's named Bruce. And yeah, that's pretty funny. Well, yeah, and like, we explain it in the trailer. So, well, it's also <laughs> another nod to like Bruce Tim. It is, but also they Harley. say, yeah, it's after that hunky wang guy, and it's yeah, like that's okay, cool that's like dink. right on the nose, guys. Right on the nose. Well, maybe, maybe she'll get another one, and that one's name will be Tim, and they'll have Bruce and Tim, and maybe yeah. that'll be cute. The laugh was a little weird, although it's still better than Jared Leto's laugh as Joker. So yep. That's it, a plus. At least it was recorded by a hyena at some point. Like sure. They, they got a hyena laugh. They just couldn't make the CGI match the, the face. <laughs> yeah. the they, they, they had the Lion King thing They should have just got yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, I think, bring her back. She's she's played a hyena before, yeah. so, you know. Okay. Or Cheech Marin. <laughs> It's a little Lion King joke for you. 1990s Lion um, King joke. <laughs> a little dated. All right. What else we got? Um, I mean, Bloodshot, you know, is a, it's, a, it's a Vin Diesel. It's a comic book movie. I did not watch this trailer. Um, so. I haven't watched the I have, new Bloodshot or the new Black Widow one. It's not on my... That movie is not on my radar at all. The only reason why it is is because it's scheduled for us to review it. And I, I was like, what you the guys if you wanted F to is review this movie? It. And I saw it on the schedule and I looked it up. I was like, what? When did I agree to review this movie? Come on, Vin Diesel's going to be a cybernetic superhero. There's a search mode in Messenger. I it's will gonna, find it. It's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, but I just don't argue with anything that you it suggest. Is, so. It isn't a... Come on, it's a B movie in the making. Like, it's our toxic Avenger. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's I more like... So. It's more like... Uh, Dominic Toretto with superpowers, except he already has superpowers. So I'm, I'm not. I don't know. Do you think this Vin Diesel character will cross over with Idris Elba from Hobbs and Shaw? And, and he's then... going to be Superman in this? I don't know. Uh, I would watch it. Like, I mean, wasn't he Black Idris... Superman in Hobbs and Shaw? Idris was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. He could be Black Superman in this too. There you go. They can just except fight each actual other. Superman. They can fight each other. It'll be great. Good with it. What else we got in the news? Well, we can move on. Morbius trailer. We didn't oh, talk right, about right, that. Right, 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 right. Pretty, did you guys watch it? I yeah. Did, yeah. So there's a pretty big reveal in there that yeah. was not at all leaked or anything like Look, that. Surprisingly. It wasn't the exact Batman and Joker mashup that I wanted, no. but <laughs> no. Uh, we just steal Twitter's joke right? there, Rachel. Jeez. No, I actually hadn't seen oh, that. Okay. I'm saying off of Twitter today because of crisis. Oh, I don't want to. 
ruined Which was already me. spoiled for me in the middle of the first episode. So. Yeah, 30 I minutes and the episode was spoiled for Derek. It's fine, whatever. Uh, anyway, yeah, so the t- the trailer for Morbius is actually really explanatory. It talks about who Michael Morbius is. It kind of has to because mm-hmm. nobody knows who this character is unless they're a huge comics fan. And what he goes through, kind of like his descent into madness and... At the end, he meets up with Michael Keaton's Vulture. So they really are trying to connect MCU to this Sony. And I'm okay with it if it's... I I keep saying, like, oh, if it's done well. Like, Michael Keaton's always done well. Just I'll watch Jack Frost because of that man. So It's a unique situation, right? Like, I've never seen on screen one company hold a gun to another company's head. Because that's basically what's happening here. Sony is going, we're using these characters, and you don't have anything you can do about it, Disney. I mean, yeah. It's it's just hilarious (laughs) to me because, you know. But that was kind of the whole point about the big thing over the summer with Disney trying to bully Sony around, is that Sony has the cards in this scenario. Disney needs Sony in this weird example mm-hmm. right it's the o- probably the only situation in entertainment where disney actually needs another company to yeah. do something um and so sony should they should take advantage of what they own outright legally it's just hilarious know? to me that like we're witnessing this happening you know kevin feige probably maybe didn't know that this was gonna ha- like that he was gonna this was gonna be in this trailer and so now it's all like blowing up and j jonah jameson supposedly from far from home is also going to be in this. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it all comes down to those contracts, right? Whether or not there's exclusivity involved and, and things of that nature. But Sony owns the rights to those characters, and they sh- they should use them. Michael Keaton is probably the best part of that Spider-Man movie. Yeah. You know, and um, why not keep them around? You know, they didn't kill him off on purpose, so bring him back. Let's do something. My inclination is to think that you know, at the end of Far From Home, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it, stop listening. But um, Spider-Man is a villain, right? Uh, basically, he looks like a villain to the world. Yeah. So I'm guessing that this is going to be like the Sinister Six team up to take down the villain Spider-Man. Because all these characters at this point are heroes, kind of. Like, maybe not Vulture, but, you know, Venom is more of an anti-hero type character. Mm-hmm. And Morbius is, I'm assuming, not going to be a straight-up villain because that's not going to be a great movie. Um, so they're all going to be kind of anti-heroes in this. And, and Vulture even was not a straight up villain. He was just trying to make a living and, you know, whatever. Um, so I'm guessing that that whole thing is going to be framed as like a suicide squad, but like with Spider-Man villains and yeah, I don't know. That would, that would, the only way it could work for me. I, I know, the only way I, I see it working. I also want to know what the contract is for, uh, uh, with co- how co- how many lawyers have had to review the contracts from Michael Keaton and uh, J. Jonah Jameson on this whole thing and what their paychecks are for that? Because Well, the paychecks is a great question. I, I think the contract stuff is pretty easy. They either signed an exclusivity deal or they didn't. Yeah. You know, and it looks like they didn't. <laughs> so it's It also begs the question, did, uh, you know, when all those negotiations were going down, did they have this plan for Morbius, did Sony, or did they just do this after they got the contract done with Marvel that said we can also use the Spider-Man characters in our, you know well, what I mean? Because they already could. They just hadn't because they, they weren't making their own movies yet. They were still doing everything in conjunction, and Venom was the success point where they could start doing whatever they wanted. They kind of set up all of this, mm-hmm. yeah. Because if Venom had been a bomb, then I don't think they're setting up a Sinister Six, right? Because they don't know that it's going to be successful. But Venom did so well that now they can do that, you know? And... um in order, if you're going to show Michael Keaton's Michael Keaton in the trailer, then I mean it's not a post credit scene. It might in. be. I'm not convinced. They've shown those things in trailers before. Have they? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they have. There was I can't remember what it was, but last year there was something where it was like, wasn't that in the trailer? Maybe it was Hellboy or something like that. So, not a no, Marvel movie, remember, but. but um, yeah, I mean, that's, it that, seemed like a post-credit scene. But that seems like a good way to upset people because if you look back at like the 2014 Godzilla, really pushed Brian Cranston, and then he was dead, right? in, like, and then he's gone minutes. in the first 20 minutes of the movie, right? And people were really upset by that because the trailer was misleading. So, if well, this Keaton's... trailer is definitely not misleading. He pops up for like a second. This is definitely Jared Leto's film, and that's going to be the majority of it. Mike, like as cool as it is to see Michael Keaton as Vulture again, he is not the focal point. 
So no, he's not the focal yeah. point. Nobody but... is what everybody's talking about after watching the trailer. <laughs> I mean, well, because I mean, you know, he's it was surprising. We yeah. expected Leto, <laughs> and he's kind of universally loved. You know, I think he'd be hard pressed Keaton, to find not Leto. Yeah, <laughs> I think he'd be hard pressed to find someone who just doesn't like Michael Keaton and his work. You know, I'm not saying every movie he's done has been amazing, but pretty much everybody likes Michael Keaton. That's true. It's also interesting that the Spider-Man, the Raimi Spider-Man suit shows up in it. And that leaked like a day before the trailer yeah. came out. But Michael Keaton did not leak. That was a complete surprise. Well, it's as far they, as I they know released, to everybody. They released a photo from that scene. Is that what it was? That's what. So it wasn't really a leak. It was a release still. The article I saw Leto. said leak. So I don't know. It's... It looks like a pretty legit photo. When yeah, I, I thought it, it was like from the Sony Instagram or something yeah. like that or from the movie Instagram. It certainly or... seemed intentional. Maybe like an actor or somebody released it, but it seemed on purpose. Yeah. Um, it's confusing and strange because will I be mad if Tobey Maguire shows up in this movie? Absolutely not. But it would be really weird, right? Yeah. And if it's not him and it's Tom Holland, then why is the suit different? Because it's an artistic. Yeah, thing. I mean, I it was on they a probably wall. had rights to like that image and stuff. Like. And, you know, they might not have the rights to the Marvel images because and that, that's an interesting question, right? Because they can use Tom Holland. He can be Spider-Man. But can they use the same suit? Probably well, not. <laughs> yeah. And can they use images from the Marvel movies? You know, Marvel Studios movies? Probably not. They can probably only use images, you know, that they have. Sure. Over. So, but they own the rights to the Raimi Spider-Man right. suit from the video game specifically, not yeah. necessarily yeah. the Raimi Spider-Man suit overall. From the movies, yeah. yeah. No, it, you're right. It's an interesting It's just point. a weird, there's so many weird contractual things happening between everything in this movie. <laughs> it feels like it's one, one uh, step away from just falling apart. It's, oh, yeah. It's kind of nice not knowing the contract details for a change, though, because I don't actually know. Yeah. And how great is that to be able to go into it and not actually know? It was I, I was blown away when Michael Keaton showed up in the trailer. So, like, not, I, not having things spoiled is so rare these days. Even just a simple thing like that, mm-hmm. you know, made my day. I had to get in the group chats and be like, guys, oh my gosh. And I didn't want to spoil it for you guys because I want you to have the same experience as me. Well, we watched it almost immediately. Did after. you? Yeah, we okay. sat down and watched that. You didn't say anything, so I wasn't sure. Sorry. It, no, it's okay. But I really wanted to discuss it with you guys and you kind of let me down. But... I was saving myself for this. Okay. Fair so, enough. You know. I know you guys like Keaton as much as I do. So. I do really like yes. Keaton. Yes. Yeah. That is one actor we all agree on. I kind of hope he's in a lot of the movie. Like I know you do. I don't expect him to be in much, but I do expect it to be far more than a post-credit scene. Yeah, yeah, because it was pre-transformation, mm-hmm. right? Like Morbius hadn't really become the vampire yet. Yeah, he had point. in that scene. Was he all vampire? I think so. Up? I thought he looked pretty normal. Well, I don't think he looks like that all the time, does he? Oh, can he control it? I don't know. The I think character. he can go back and forth. Oh, okay. yeah, that's my mistake then. I, I don't know the character well. because he says something like you get sick of being the hero or something like that. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So okay. obviously something's something's going on. turned. It's yeah. Tinted. And is he in jail in that scene? It looks like he's wearing the white prison jumpsuit like he was at the yeah. end of Far From Home. So is he trying to recruit people? Like oh, what's going on? See, when I saw this, the I just thought they were in an alley. I didn't really think about it. So I'll, I'll have to rewatch it. I didn't really. Think it looked about like it. he was like outside of a police car. Yeah. I mean, you're probably right, given where he was left. You weren't given right. much to work with, but right. yeah. I didn't analyze it close enough. <laughs> Anything heat. And I'm like, got to <laughs> dig deep. Anyway, sorry guys, I really went off the line. Oh, you no, did, you're yeah. Good. Of that. <laughs> you're good. You're you're all good. Um, okay, what else? Any more news? Uh, we can talk the awards. It is awards season. A lot of stuff going on. So Golden Globes has already happened. BAFTA, Independent Spirit Awards, and uh, Oscars. Oscars obviously are coming up within the next couple of weeks. Grammys are coming up if you're tuned into movies or music. Uh, so we're not going to talk about the Grammys here, but yeah, award season is upon us. Uh, any surprises for you guys so far with any of the nominations or wins? I am surprised that Joker was nominated for so many categories and Endgame was nominated for so few categories. That's my big... Those those were my two bigger surprises. What would you expect Endgame to be in? Just some of the more technical stuff. You know, there was there was really nothing in there. I mean, score, yeah, I think would have been fair. I think Endgame has a great score. Um, you know, and just you know, editing and mixing those types of of categories, I was kind of just surprised not to see it. You know, yeah. um, and while I'm not surprised that Joker was nominated for uh, best um, like picture cinematography and director, I'm a little surprised about best picture. Um, 
I didn't. I mean, think Black they would Panther that was level, that level on Best me. Picture last year. It was. And Joker. I enjoyed Black Panther way more, but Joker might be a slightly better movie. I don't know. It's hard because like I two completely different films. They are. And I base a lot of my opinions on how much I enjoy a movie, but enjoy doesn't mean isn't necessarily a qualitative statement. Right. It's definitely um, subjective. It's well, it's very subjective, but a movie can be good and incredibly depressing and sad at the same time. I mean, like Schindler's list is a masterpiece, but depressing as hell. You know, you're not, if you enjoy that movie, then you might want to go talk to somebody. Right. But it's an amazing film. So I think just Joker didn't resonate with me. And so I just didn't expect it to hit best picture. Makes sense. I was surprised that uh, Jojo rabbit got nominated for a lot of stuff, including best picture, but then didn't get nominated for best director. Yeah. Taika, I think, is very, very brilliant. I've said it before. Uh, he's one of my favorite directors, and I would love to see him recognized in that capacity. I mean, to have a film nominated for Best Picture is not, you know, that's pretty big. Yeah. Um, so it's not like he's going to get completely snubbed, but, you know, or even Best Supporting Actor for his, well, I don't know if it would be, I don't know how big of a role it has to be to be considered for that. I know Scarlett Johansson got nominated um, for that movie, but... Um, you know, his portrayal of Hitler was uh, maybe it's just because it was Hitler that he wasn't nominated. But um, I don't know. There was a few. I was surprised that it got nominated for so many things. But then it seemed like there was blatant things that they were leaving off that it should have been nominated for. Yeah, I was surprised that Taika, Ryan Johnson and Greta Gerwig were not in uh, Best Director. Really surprised about that. So what that leads me to believe is that it was it was done very much on purpose to say those films aren't going to win Best Picture either. Because yeah. normally, and I, I'd have to probably check some numbers, but normally the the team the the film that wins Best Picture had a director nominated. True, you know, and they rarely give it to comedies. That's it's true. Not high up there. So the probability you guys isn't. Have seen that movie or no? Which one? Jojo Rabbit. No. no, we haven't seen a lot of it. it, it I think it would be considered a comedy, but there's some pretty serious themes right. happening and some pretty, pretty dark. I think because moments. it's satire, that it's just not taken as Probably. seriously, you know. But um, they it, also the, that movie was controversial. Disney had some controversy around whether or not they even wanted to release it originally, and it might just be that they couldn't ignore it, right? Because they wanted to nominate ScarJo and things like that, but they're not going to give it the award. At the same time. It's a yeah. shame. Yeah. It is. I want Taika to win. I know it's probably not going to happen. It's a long shot. But hopefully what the, some category wins. Scarlet was great in that movie. So I'd love to see her pick up that. that uh... I don't believe she's won an Oscar before. No, so. that would be great. I mean, she was really great in the movie. So she, does, she yeah. deserves it. But... I, and apparently she and Adam Driver are fantastic in Marriage Story, too. I haven't seen it. But yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, so she could win both. I doubt it. <laughs> It'd be kind of crazy, though. It would be. That's never I, happened before. So. What about for you, Rachel? Any surprises? Um, Snubs? So, a pleasant surprise. I am really glad that the Parasite director was nominated for Best Director and not just, like, Best Foreign Film. Mm-hmm. I I think it's this is, like, a turning point for us. That, you know, we're hopefully, hopefully the academies are finally recognizing that the foreign films the international stuff isn't just five movies in one category and i it's probably not going to win either maybe he gets best director maybe but it's still really cool yeah i mean for without having seen everything just based on the buzz that i hear and what i've been reading i my if i had to put money on it i'd say that the best picture will go to 1917 if I had to just guess today. Yeah, I hear that it was like a technical just achievement and it, it was wouldn't beautiful. It would surprise me if Joker gets it, though, because it seems like they're just cleaning up everywhere and I don't get it. But I think cinematography, I could see winning that totally. one. And yeah. maybe I think a couple Joker's going to get cinematography. I think it's going to get best original score and I think it's going to get best adapted screenplay. I, I think Jojo Rabbit, I think huh? Phoenix could seriously win as best actor. Yeah, George Phoenix. Oh, <laughs> best Joaquin. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think he. I think legitimately dark Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> because the the two things I thought the movie had really going for it were cinematography and him. You know, everything else I thought was 
take it or leave it. But those two. The things, score was pretty good. I, I don't really say remember score, it. It didn't stick with me. I. She is the first female composer who was by herself. Like last year, there was a man and woman team. So I would like to see her pick up an Oscar just because of that. It's it's cool because the technical awards always end up going to men. So this would yeah. be awesome. Something to keep in mind, though, and that's something I struggle with, is that just getting nominated is a pretty big deal. It's like huge. So, you know, as much as I want Taika to win, you know, Best Picture, Jojo Rabbit to win Best Picture – just to see that the same guy that made, uh, you know, what's uh, what we do in the shadows, yeah, yeah, nominated for a movie that he adapted from a from a, a short story for best picture, like that's a, and that's in like yeah. four years he's gone from that. So, you know, I have to try and keep it's that pretty in mind. Impressive. I will say from the score category perspective, I expect it to go to John Williams because it's his last one his last Star Wars saga, and he's been nominated now 52 times. He has the record for it, and he just keeps increasing that record with this nomination. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to him because of what it is. They tend to do that. You know? Yeah, they have done that in the past. This this is likely to be the last movie he ever scores, let alone mm-hmm. just Star Wars. Yeah. You know? And to give him that, I would just kind of be a nice bookend to a pretty amazing career. So that's what I expect. That Probably be sense. the only one Star Wars wins, I imagine. Probably, but I, that's yeah. That's it my is guess. only nominated in three categories. It's not. I know it wasn't yeah. many, but no. Somebody on Twitter today said, "I miss the days when the Academies were insane and they just handed Lord of the Rings thirteen Oscars." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I kind of miss that too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember when that happened. That, that was, was like crazy for a little nerd my little nerd heart i was like that was probably the only i never go see these films so yeah any film that i've seen that's what i'm rooting for usually and uh yeah that was crazy now that we haven't hadn't seen anything before or since the lord yeah. of the rings trilogy that's for damn sure mm-hmm. yeah um all right anything else any other notes on the oscars or news noteworthy no stuff? i do want to announce to the entire world that build-a-bear will have your baby yoda Okay. Also, Buster Props will have your baby Yoda if you are probably in that. cheaper than Build a Bear. <laughs> Definitely probably. cheaper than Build a Bear, and you get that handmade quality. So, <laughs> look us up. I'm not supposed to announce that yet, so keep it quiet. Oh wow! That's, all five of you. All five of you that listen. More than five people listen. Okay, just well, not a lot more than five. <laughs> all, all the crossover between the Buster Props customers and the uh, and the listeners. You, That's you me. three keep it quiet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go on break real quick, I'm just going to plug um, Red Shirts and Runabouts. We'll be talking a lot of Picard stuff coming up here soon. So if you are curious about what's going on in the Star Trek Picard world and all the big Star Trek news that's been happening, uh, catch us next week on that show for that. All right. We'll, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about the Terminator franchise. Recently on the Heroes Podcast Network, Echo Station. Well, what's the main think- what's the main planet that Indoor... The forest moon of Endor. It's a moon. So it's there's a major planet, obviously, that it... Is the forest moon of Endor? Is Endor the actual planet, then? See, th- isn't that confusing? <laughs> yes. Is it the forest moon of the planet Endor, or is it the forest moon called Endor? Kaiju Curry House. It got to the point where he started climbing the Empire State Building, and my mom is like, he's not gonna die, is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. My mom doesn't know shit about these films. But anyways, it was just like, Mom, this doesn't end well for Kong. And she's just like, I can't watch the rest of this. Turn it off. I'm like, you can't get to this point in Peter Jackson's King Kong two hours and like whatever many minutes later and not watch the end. Screen heroes. The nipples just were confusing to me because they just... (laughs) They just make no sense. That is our clip, by the way. Uh, uh, but I mean, male nipples are kind of confusing anyway. So. Right? Like, well, they serve true. zero that's purpose. True. Do you think that was the point he was trying to make? <laughs> it's a much deeper message, yes. <laughs> is Batman and Robin a heavily An allegory? social allegory? Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe today at HeroesPodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So we are back and it is time to talk about the Terminator franchise. So we will be doing a retrospective on the entire film franchise, all six movies and all the weird timelines that they may or may not have created. Uh, Ray, this was actually your idea to have this topic on our schedule. Did you have anything specific in mind for how you wanted to kick off the conversation? Okay, yeah. You've only recently watched a few of these, right? You hadn't I, seen okay, the so second the one? Okay, so the only one, let me just give my background. I saw the third one in theaters when I was just a wee beeb, and I have seen one, two, five, and six now, all within the last year. So I still haven't seen Terminator Salvation. That's the only one I'm going in blind here. Uh, so that that's my background. From what? I, <laughs> so maybe we should all say what our background is, just so everyone knows what page we're on. Okay. So Ryan, yeah. what's your background on these? Heads? I've seen them all at one point or another. Okay. As they've come out. Or like were you um, ever behind like me? First one, I I mean, what year was the first 84. one? Eighty four. Yeah, yeah, I obviously didn't see that one in theaters because I would have been a feet, not a fetus, but I would have been a very small child. Ryan's basically a fetus. Um, so the Your first skin one, looks great. I'm, thank you, Derek. I think I saw the first one like right before I saw the second one because I'm pretty sure okay. I saw the second one in theaters. The third one I did not see in theaters. Third one's the one with the the woman, right? Yes. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know, on video or something. It's probably the one I remember the least. Uh, and Salvation, I saw when it was on TBS or something. Um, oh, my gosh. And then five okay. and six I've seen in theaters. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, I grew up on the first two, like regularly watched the first two. Um, the second one's one of my most watched movies, actually. So I, I know that one incredibly well. Um, I saw the third and fourth ones, both in theaters, um, opening nights for both of those. And I, um, I also saw the, the director's cut version of Salvation after that one came out. Um, so we'll talk about that later. And then um, I saw Dark Fate in theaters. Genesis, actually, we just watched this past weekend because I missed it. Well, I can't um, wait to hear what you guys think about so, that one. Uh, we, we decided to, to watch that one, make sure that we had that background in, in our arsenal. Yeah. yeah. And do you um, feel good about your life now that you've seen it? Yes. Okay. Actually. Um, I do. Uh, the, the whole reason I skipped Genesis, well, there were two reasons. One is I really didn't like Salvation, and people just had a lot of bad things to say about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just forget it. I'm done. But I'm glad that I watched it. So um, I want to ask you guys how, since this is such a polarizing franchise, how many good movies do you think are in the franchise versus how many bad? And is there. Any that you wouldn't call bad, you want to call good. They're like right in the middle. They're mediocre films. There are two great movies in that franchise. There are two great movies. I would say after that, there are two to three that are just fine. And then one that I think is not good at all. Ryan? I think I was kind of, I don't know. I'd say there were three that I really enjoyed. Two great and one that I really enjoyed. And then three that just were not I didn't like them at all. Okay. So maybe we should analyze that. So maybe get it out of the way. What are the two great ones? One One and two. two. Okay. Just checking, making sure there's no argument there. Um, So then, Ryan, what's your third one? Dark Fate. Dark Fate. I was very impressed with that one. I thought it was much better than I expected it to be. Okay. Now, Ray, what about you? Okay. So from what I can tell, one and two and five and six have the exact same plot. (laughs) So... In in my opinion, they're all really good. <laughs> Three and four. Yeah, I, I haven't seen four. I have seen Christian Bale's Meltdown uh, outside of it. So that was 
That's all I know. Was from that, that on? Was that on? It Salvation? was Salvation. It was. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It was on the set. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, no. but yeah. Okay. Three had some highlights for me, but ultimately it wasn't a great movie. And I could recognize that in the theater as a youngin. I was like, oh, no, no. So if you knew as a young person that that movie was bad, then right. that, that is really saying something. And that probably is the reason why it took me so long to watch the others. It ruined you. Well, stuff gets hyped so much, and that movie is pretty forgettable. Like, let's let's face it. I mean, I remember very few things from that. The only thing I remember for, from it is that it was a woman uh, really? Terminator. That's literally it. Man, and then there was some helicopter scene I seen. The helicopter scene something. is great. It's okay. one of my favorite scenes in the franchise. Nah. The helicopter right. crash, and then he comes out of the helicopter, and the CGI work back then was actually really impressive. Okay. No, you don't think so? It wasn't that cool. I don't even remember it that much. I just remember oh, wow. there being a helicopter. I like most of three, actually. I think its its failings were really that they pushed for the PG-13 rating, and they had to dial things back when, like, one is a very violent movie, but two is one of the most rated R movies that are out there. It's incredibly violent. It's very vulgar. Like, it's nonstop. And then three is a complete dial back from all of that, and I think that hurt the tone of the film pretty significantly. I do like that over the course of the franchise, they keep having Arnie pull out shotguns from random things. Like first it's the (laughs) box of roses, then it's the coffin. And then in Genesis, it's the giant teddy bear. And I'm like, I'm fine with this trend. It's a weird thing to keep going, but sure. Yeah. Some of it's the way these things are shot too, though, because like the rose, the rose box scene and the, sl- the, the, the when it goes slow in motion slow motion, stuff, yeah, that's that's it's scene really cool, so good, iconic, it, very exactly. And you know, in that fight scene when he gets thrown through the window at the mall and the glass shatters and everything, I mean, it's just that's ingrained in my skull. Well, it's it's one of those things where like you could tell he saw those old school westerns where they would pull the rifles out of guitar cases or out of pianos or out from under stuff and it would he just made it artwork you know it wasn't just part of the scene or part of the character slowing it down a little bit it became an iconic shot in sci-fi so then so in this case so what so you have, you haven't seen Salvation, which was your so three is your bottom rank then? Probably. I mean, okay. I I gotta say, I really liked what they did with Kristana Loken's Terminator. I thought she was clearly different from Arnie and the T one thousand, so that was nice. Uh, she couldn't really act; she was a model and like more of a gymnast type. But they didn't really give her a lot of lines, so it was fine. And then I really liked the way it ended. Where Terminator's never really getting a lot of lines. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why Arnold was perfect for the exactly. first one. He barely talks. <laughs> They're like, Judgment Day actually happens. It's the first yeah. one in the series that doesn't try to prevent it. It just tries to save John. So that those are the two takeaways from it that I have. Three would probably be my... If I had to rank the three that I didn't really like, that would probably be my bottom two. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Salvation would be right above that. Okay. And then Genesis interesting okay so um i actually have genesis above dark fate um i like both of them a lot i actually think they're both very good i the only reason that i think they don't hit a great level is because they're kind of redos of the same formula and they don't bring a whole lot to the franchise that hasn't already been tread on you know the the first the first one's basically a horror movie right and the second one revolutionized that with State of the art special effects, some stuff that had never Practical really been done too. before. I mean, Practical effects, amazing, incredible. You know, and the other movies don't really do anything that's that's new that pushes any technology or pushes cinema in any particular direction, and they just kind of recycle those plots, like you said, Ray. And while they look good. I mean, they do look good. Dark Fate looks great. That there new... are some fun scenes in both of them, good action scenes that I just wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. I mean, Linda Hamilton's wonderful in it. She's totally a badass yeah. um, and something that I think would have been a good addition to the other films. Um, but the new Terminator design was was cool. The, they kind of borrowed from three where they had the liquid metal over the endoskeleton, but they could separate. And so like, I guess that was a cool you know advancement in technology. But they um they just never really feel they never feel iconic to me there's not yeah. like these standout moments that you want to see replayed in these montages about great action and sci-fi cinema if that makes sense 
So what were your problems with uh, Terminator Rides of the Machines? The third one? Yes. Um, Just Claire, making sure we're talking about this. Because really, I just felt like it, it never hit a peak level. You know, it just kept like building to these action sequences that would kind of peter off. Mm. Um, and I didn't really care for, and I'm drawing a blank on his name now, but the guy that they got to play John Connor, I never really. Nick Stahl. Thank you. I, I didn't really care for him. Killing Sarah Connor off screen, I thought was just kind of lame. With cancer. Um, now, th- there's an interesting argument to be made that it was a lie and she was alive the whole time. And, uh, you know the dark fate thing kind of confuses that a bit. So we can, we can talk about the timelines in a bit, but um, I didn't like that, that they killed her off uh, when it was really just, you know, they just didn't have her in the movie. Other than that, though, I thought it was fine. I'm going to have to defer to Derek on a lot of that. I have, I, it's been it, so long since I've seen it that I just honestly don't remember. Well, I just remember not liking it. Yeah, there you I, go. I didn't care for the product placement. There was a really big product placement for the Toyota Tacoma because the Tacoma had been completely redesigned and it was in the movie, kind of like in the Matrix with the uh, the Cadillac. Yeah. Right? And so it's very in your face and it's very much like, look how tough this truck is. There's even a scene where they're driving down a desert highway and Arnold's been injured. Uh, damaged i guess and he has to pull one of his power cells and he chucks it out the window and it blows up like a tiny nuke right and you know the truck gets hit by the aftershock and stuff is very purposeful Mm. i was like that's kind of lame like they never did that before right like you look at term in the in terminator 2 like at the end like they're in that like piece of junk old truck right that's like falling apart like they didn't care about product placement and so that took a little bit out product placement is tricky i it's very obvious when you know they're using like snoogle or you know ping in uh, on internet instead of you know google and bing but at the same time you never want it in your face because you never want to say like oh well clearly pepsi just gave them like 50 million to do this movie (laughs) no i don't mind when people use real products that doesn't really bother me sometimes it can be more distracting when they avoid right to use that product right you know because i that is literally what i I just said but like in the car situation like it's fine if it's a toyota it's distracting if you put a fake badge on it you know because i know what the car is and then while they're driving it they go man this truck is nice (laughs) but it was just kind of like a little gratuitous you know like yeah you're driving down a highway just move on um but that, okay. that's, those are the weak parts of three for me. So what are your guys' nitpicks on Terminator? The original? Or, uh, Salvation. Sorry. Oh. Terminator Salvation. Um, I'm going to lean on you again on this one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't seen Salvation for over a long Did time. you ever watch it more than once? I think I've seen it twice, but okay. like they were, it was within a short period of time. And I think it was because I missed part of it the first time because it was on TBS or whatever before Got TiVo. It. Um, or before any kind of streaming service. So I kind of watched it to make up for that part. I just remember Christian Bale. It's yeah. like the biggest part I think I yeah. remember and not liking him. Um, so I'll, I'll go with the good parts first real quick. So Anton Yelchin as Kyle Reese was good. Okay. Um, and the futuristic like vehicles and robotic stuff that they built, the practical effects stuff was pretty cool. I like that a lot. And I liked the idea of a Terminator not knowing it's a Terminator. I thought that was an interesting evolution of the story because up until this point, like, how do you keep evolving that type of character? And having him be a sleeper agent is a pretty cool idea. Um, so I like that. Those are the positives. The negatives are that the story felt completely disconnected from the rest of the franchise, whether that was on purpose or not. You can remove it and nothing changes. Um the franchise is kind of built on this idea of avoiding the war and stopping the war from happening. So seeing the war just wasn't what I cared about forcing Arnold into the movie when he was in office and couldn't do it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. The CGI was not ready or they were not good enough at it. I'm going to go with it wasn't ready yet because all they had were photos to go off of um, and no actual actor <laughs> to use. And it just it looks terrible. It looked terrible then. It looks even worse now. And he was just so large. For some reason, they made him like comically large. You know, like, he was a big guy in like the Rob first Liefeld two. Like Rob Liefeld type large. Like, he was yeah. huge. Like, why was he so big all of a sudden? It's weird. The whole point was for him to blend in, and he was big in the first two movies. Um, so that that was just that was weird. And then the the director's cut ending 
just totally goes off the rails into unbelievable territory. Like, yes, it's sci-fi time travel robot nonsense, but like that's the whole premise. The the director's cut ending has a Terminator removing John Connor's skin to wear it so he can be John Connor because John Connor is dead, but John Connor has to live on. And it's so ridiculous and unbelievable and just makes no sense to me at all you're not gonna get christian bale 2.0 you're gonna get Leatherface. like skin doesn't no, come off and an go Edgar back suit from uh, men in black <laughs> like uh it just didn't that just didn't work for me at all and so i just i just found it to be a relatively depressing movie and a franchise that was very exciting up until then and had been somewhat hopeful at times there was always that little bit of hope and this movie seems to just beat it out of you so. yeah Okay. I mean, that seems fair to me. <laughs> Problems with Genesis? Um, I mean, there it's not a perfect film. The the biggest problem for me on Genesis is that they never explain where Arnold's Terminator came from. They even say it Pops. out loud. Yeah, they say it out loud that they don't know who sent him. That was erased, and that's a cute line and all, but it's never explained. Right. It's never even hinted at or alluded to or anything. Did that bother you? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean the movie wasn't. I, I'm I'm tearing on it pretty hard, but I think a lot of my problem with, with it was the way it was handled and the release because the biggest twist in the movie was spoiled in the trailer, and so when I went and saw it, it felt like I had nothing really to look forward to. And I'm pretty sure the only reason I went and saw it was because I thought we were reviewing it, <laughs> and then we didn't. So the John um, Connor reveal in the trailer was a mistake. Yeah, and I think that kind of tainted the whole experience for me. Maybe if I watched it again now and away from like all of that it might be better for me i might have to do that at some point but um that was my biggest problem with the movie going into it um i mean the action scenes were cool like i don't know i thought it was good it was cool to actually see the time machine and see yeah. how it worked and the idea that you know um things could be changed you know because the, the thing with time travel is you know it could be very sterile Right. And Terminator just used it a lot. And so this idea that you could screw up the timeline is an interesting concept. So I like that. Uh, I thought for the most part, the casting was pretty good. I didn't, casting was good. Yeah. Amelia Clark, I thought was great. And um, oh, no. What's that was probably the first thing I saw him because I didn't see her. I didn't watch Game of Thrones until well after. Who played Kyle? Um, Jai Courtney. Thank you. Jai that, Courtney. That poor guy. He's a really good actor, but he gets roles in movies where, you know, the movie flops. So he's never asked back for stuff. And I was really like surprised that Suicide Squad is bringing him back as Boomerang. But I thought his Boomerang was stellar. Like he stood out as one of the highlights of that. Film. Yeah, his scene with Flash in that movie was pretty was good. Great, yeah. I liked him as Kyle Reese. The only yeah, reason like, the casting wasn't a... like it was a little weird for me was that in the original, Kyle's not like this big super soldier kind of guy. And he's that, like an everyday dude, basically. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe retrospect in retrospect, maybe that doesn't really make a lot of sense that he would have grown up his entire life in war and, you know, not been a hardened person. I don't know. Maybe maybe Jai Courtney's version actually is more practical, but I thought he was fine. I yeah. mean, um, Arnold, I thought, you know, it, it worked well. I thought he did a good job doing the same, the same role. I mean, that's same thing what he does he's been. everything and every one of those movies, basically. Yeah. Kind of the biggest disappointment about Genesis is because it bombed. We didn't get to see a continuation. And for the first time ever in the franchise, Arnold got an upgrade yeah. and we're never going to see it in action. And that's a huge bummer. It is. Yeah. Cause the series is pretty much dead at this point. So. Well, that, that timeline, especially dead, that time, right? Yeah. Dark fate ignored it. You right. know, and just think about that. Like his model, his model 101 has not changed really, you know, and to see like an Arnold with liquid metal might have been kind of neat. Yeah. <laughs> so I agree. That's a bit of a bummer. OK, who do you guys think was the best John Connor? Edward Furlong, Nick Stahl, Christian Bale or Jason Clark? I mean, for me, it's I, as much as I hated him, Ed, Edward Furlong, because he's he's the one in the you know of the best movie of the franchise, and the one that I'm probably most familiar with of the franchise. And yes, he was an annoying little shit, but that's what he was supposed to be. So, who do you guys think is the worst? Stall. 
Yeah, really? probably. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't believe like. Christian Bale wasn't great either. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But at least he was believable as a military yeah, leader, true. right? And Furlong is a kid, right? So he doesn't have to make me believe that he's going to be a military leader. So he's fine as a kid, right? But Stahl's supposed to kind of like almost be there. Like this event's going to happen and he's going to have to become this leader. And I never bought into that. That's fair. You know, Christian Bale maybe wasn't the right fit, but at least I could believe that he would have been a military guy. Right. Stahl was very passive. You know, he played it kind of meek. He he was really concerned about Claire Danes, who was there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember her character. I just remember, I didn't even remember she was in it. Always, I forgot that was her. <laughs> yeah, she's always just standing next to him. She serves zero purpose. That's funny. But I mean, that's kind of what I remember from Terminator Salvation. Sam Worthington, Christian Bale, Anton Yelchin white chick like <laughs> white chick next to christian bale the, they never really found a way to replace linda the hamilton, hamilton yeah. no. they really didn't and you know they they kind of were forced to in genesis because they had to recast the character you know but basically without sarah connor there's no other you know sign, like woman in the franchise until dark fate so that leads me to another thing did you guys watch the tv show the sarah connor connor chronicles not conicals <laughs> unfortunately no i've always meant to go back to see it because i actually do like the cast well yeah because lena Headey is playing sarah connor and summer glow is, is a terminator, terminator and i think that's really cool and it got great reviews i know my dad who basically introduced me to science fiction loved it it ran for three seasons which on the fox network for a sci-fi <laughs> drama that's really impressive they got the order of the episodes correct so two for two I had no interest in watching really? it. Really? I don't know why. I just never really appealed to me. I think Linda Hamilton was so iconic to me that yeah. I haven't really had any interest in her character when she wasn't there, you know. That That's was there there Are you at least bit curious, especially since you're more familiar with Lena Headey after watching Game of Thrones? Um no, not okay. really. That's fair. Honestly, I I just, if I mean, it, it is part of the If it's not Linda Hamilton, but... I'm just not really into it. That was the big selling point on Dark Fate for me. I wouldn't have gone and seen it probably if Linda Hamilton wasn't in it. I just think that she was, uh, to go from what she was in the first Terminator movie to what mm -hmm. she was in the second Terminator movie was such a transformation um, in terms of the character, but also a physical transformation from the actress uh, that... I bought into that role for her and I don't think I could, I, I mean, I just have no interest in seeing anybody else try and do that in an alternate timeline or otherwise. I just wanted it to be her. And if it's not her, I'm out. I can appreciate that. It's also kind of impressive to think about how much time was between two and dark fate and how much her Sarah Connor still felt like the same character. Yeah. Like she got back into that so well after 30 years, 25 years, whatever A divorce it was. from the director and, you know, a completely different life. It was cool. It, it was really well done. And there's some, there's some interesting stuff in Dark Fate, you know, like when they, when they kind of are hanging out in that little motel room. I mean, it's designed to look like the motel from the first movie. That's on purpose, you know. Right. And, um, there's just something about the presence that she brings to that franchise that, you know, people talk about it being Arnold's franchise and they're not wrong. You know, he's been in five of the six films. But it's also hers, and the two of them together are probably why it didn't it didn't reach heights after the second movie. I mean, for me, the three that, that she's in are the three best ones for me, and I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that she, she's like if, if uh, she's Arnold is the heart of the series, then she's the soul of the series, and you know she's the the human one that you connect with because it's certainly not John Connor, at least for me, in any of the movies he's been in, it's not him. Um, it's her, you know, trying to do the best she can to stop this crazy thing that's happening. Um, so Maybe that's where some of the others fall, too, is then who are you, like, who are you rooting along with? Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, yeah, you're supposed to root for John Connor, right? But in the third movie, the person I'm most connected to is Arnold. 
that's probably not a great sign you know for your film if it's the robot you know <laughs> right and the second one who are you most connected to you're connected to sarah connor yeah um i mean you like arnold sure. but but you know seeing her have to do these things to protect her son and to try and save humanity you know that's that's where the human connection is and i think that some of the other movies might have been lacking that and that she brings it there that's fair okay do you guys think there's any way for the franchise to continue and have it be you know good movies quality and i mean visual quality as well as story quality or do you think they should just let sleeping dogs lie at this point i mean the latter is never going to happen with a significant ip some amount of time will go by and someone will want to reboot it reboot it i think the issue at this point is as much as i love arnold schwarzenegger he's one of my favorite actors of all time i love watching his stuff it's just a lot of fun He's aged out of the role at this point and it becomes a point where you just, you have to start over your story. And unlike King Conan, where he can be an old guy, it becomes less and less believe you have to work your story around why he's old rather than the, the story of the Terminators. Right. So I think the franchise needs a fresh start right now because between four five and six, you have like three different timelines going on and I guess three, four, five, and six are all, they're all kind of disjointed from each other. You know, six is a, you know, dark fates, a direct sequel to judgment day, but three is a direct sequel to judgment day and salvation's kind of on its own. And Genesis is sort of a, a reboot. It's a soft reboot of the franchise too, but it's, I guess a sequel to the first film. You know, like, it's hard to kind of keep track. I mean, the only franchise that has as confusing a timeline is X-Men, and that's not a great comparison. I think that, yeah, I think I think you're right on the money that they're not going to let sleeping dogs lie. It's, you know, eventually it's going to come back. But I think that in order for it to be successful, they're going to have to do something that's way different than what they've done before, right? What they've done before is focused on this one family, um, this one war. Um, I think they need to... Uh, focus more on something more human and smaller um, than the humanity's death essentially like maybe have a a worker at skynet and that's the you know seeing these things coming and you know maybe he puts the ai in a friendly turn instead of being terminator it's like Mm -hmm. uh you know i don't know it's chappy or something like you know what i mean where it has more human emotions it's or like johnny five where it's like a a robot that gains sentience and isn't trying to kill everything but he still knows he's a terminator you know it's if they did a danny dyson iron giant right exactly that would be very interesting that's the only way i could see it or well maybe not that specifically but it has to be something that's that's a totally different totally separate and they i mean it would have to be like mcu where it's in the same universe but like tangential totally like not not really a part you know there there exists in the same space but not directly I think the the main problem is the crux of the franchise is kind of played out at this point. In 1984, the idea of an artificial intelligence program becoming sentient and wanting to wipe out the human race was a cool sci-fi horror concept. And in the second movie, they just ratcheted up the action. But by now, you know, they, they tried in Genesis by making it more of a of, a, you know, using the phones and updating the technology and having us all be connected all the time in the cloud and all but of that stuff. Even that trope is played out it like we've is. seen that in Kingsman. We've seen that in plenty of TV shows like Doctor Who has done stuff with that. Mm-hmm. Everybody has commented. I mean, the Dark Knight did it with, you know, with the phones being used mm-hmm. as sonar and stuff like we're, that's just normal stuff for us now. There's nothing shocking about it anymore. There's plenty of downsides to technology. But this has been, you know, writers and fictional concerns since the Industrial Revolution. People have speculated on how they're going to take us over. I think when you have that problem, then you have to, if you're going to keep that as your crux of the franchise, which I think would be difficult to move away from, then you have to make it smaller, like Ryan said. Like the first movie is successful because of its, it's scope. small scale. Yeah, it's super small scale. Like don't get me wrong, a good number of people die, but the scale is very small, and it doesn't end with a massive explosion taking out four city blocks. You know, it ends with 
one of the two humans dying and the other one barely escaping while she luckily crushes the bad guy. You know, like yeah. it's a no skill movie. involved. It's literally, yeah, seriously. Luck. You know, it's luck. it is luck. You know, and, and straight it's up drive. a horror film. It is, and the second movie does ratchet it up a bit, and you get some amazing action sequences, Much like less the Gatling horror gun film, and stuff. Though. Right, but it's the alien thing, right? You have your horror film, and then you have your action film, and then where do you go from there? You've done both. Do you think they should have struck when the iron was hot? Because you know, the first two films are seven years apart, and then two and three are twelve years apart. You know, just there's so much time in between that to have balls being dropped, like Cameron dropping out, like the studio completely taking over and forcing more sequels because they don't want to lose the rights i don't know i don't know that losing cameron was the problem because i think genesis and dark fate are both very good and while he's a producer on dark fate he's not he didn't direct either of those films i think the i think the gap i mean all of them have a decent sized gap in between they do i mean i think part of the problem is that the technology wasn't moving as fast as the movies needed it to. And so maybe the gap, if anything helped like the CGI work they used in three couldn't have been done much earlier than that, you know, and part of it was being able to show Arnold more beat up than ever. Right. I mean, that helicopter scene, you know, he's missing most of his face and part of a leg and an arm. Like you're, you're seeing, you know, fully exposed endoskeleton that would have been very difficult to do pre CGI. Yeah. Right. And there's a reason that when you see him in two all beat up, the skeleton underneath is like right up against the skin. It's not really the way he's built when you see just the Terminator because the practical effects were different, you know? And so I think the gap maybe helped from that standpoint. Okay. They just didn't know what to do with the franchise because all they kept doing was just, they tried to back off the violence and then it was just a ratchet up bigger and bigger explosions. And that's not, and that doesn't make for an interesting movie. Unless you're Michael Bay. Um, but yeah, like looking back on it, you know, it would have been great if another movie had come out in 98, 99, since 99 was mm. one of the best years for sci-fi. And CGI really took film. a leap in 99. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it would have been cool to have something. But if they, they probably didn't have the story, like Derek is saying. That, and, I mean, the technology might have been, like, since there were such big leaps made that year, it's possible that, you know, they might have been able to make something happen. But, you know, that's looking at it in retrospect like mm. you know there's no way they could have known that there would have been such big sci-fi movies that were hits in 1999 right. um so you know i i don't know i don't think that it would have made much of a difference in the long run that's fair i think it's so, a, it's part of a timing thing because the 80s were darker as far yeah. as movies were concerned well i was gonna ask like two through six they're all sci-fi action films mm-hmm. yeah they're rated r because there is a lot of murder but the do you think the franchise could go back to being successful if they toned it down and made it a horror film again, go back to the horror roots? I think that that would be a nice, fresh take that people have forgotten about because most people remember the original fondly for those reasons. So show a new generation that type of stuff. Why they're scary. Yeah. I mean, cause they're not scary anymore. They're just big bads, but we have our own big bads, right? The whole point in the original was that we were outgunned. Right. And yeah, after that, the good Terminator is never as advanced as the bad Terminator, but there's always a pretty good shot, you know, and it takes away that that scary factor of it. And I think that that's important. But I think part of it's the time of films. When you look at 90s big blockbusters, you know, it's it's Independence Day and Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park, Starship Troopers. These are all like brighter films. You know, they're not horror films. And I think that that's part of the time. Maybe if the franchise had started in the late 70s, we would have seen three that were darker rather than them going in this other direction. Okay. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to really add on to that. Any final thoughts on the Terminator franchise as a whole? I think Genesis is underrated. I think a lot of people like me skipped it because of the trailer and because of salvation, but I think that's unfair to it. I think everybody who likes Terminator should check that out. In the end, it's basically the story of how Chris Pratt joined the Schwarzenegger family. It's okay. It, it is. Um, I, I think that 
the franchise is a bit of a bummer at this point because they have now taken three, maybe even four different endings that are never going to see anything through. And that's, that's a huge bummer. Cause I want, I try, I immediately try and get invested in characters in a movie. And when they're part of a, of a franchise, you know, I anticipate if it does well, we'll get to see these guys again and to see, you know, the, the Genesis timeline end, and now the dark fate timeline is likely over as well. It's just, it, it hurts the next film because your investment just keeps decreasing with every disappointment. I agree with that. After my characters that I get attached to go through such horrific events, I I want them to have just a peaceful, calm life. Like in dark fate, when I see that Terminator and he's married and he has an adopted kid and like a cabin by the lake thing it looked really peaceful and like that's kind of what i wanted for linda hamilton sarah connor like you fought so much and you sacrificed so much and nobody believed you they all told you you were crazy and they literally locked you up mm-hmm. yeah you were so like I want her to just be able to relax as a character. So moving on to other characters like, you know, maybe the Dysons, maybe somebody completely different. It would be enjoyable because in my head, in my head canon, I could just be like, okay, Sarah gets to finally take a nap. <laughs> That's Sarah just never gets to take a nap. That's the moral of all these movies. Ryan, yeah. what about you? Final thoughts on the franchise? It's a franchise that I that I love, despite some. Uh, you know stumbles along the way and dark fate was good and it's disappointing that we're not going to get any more nothing really you guys haven't already said i mean it's um i'd love to get some more lynn hamilton and some you know arnold is like you said pushing it a little bit at this point but he was believable in dark fate um what do you guys think was more shocking to you john connor being the villain in genesis or john connor just being shotgun blasted in mexico that was more shocking because it wasn't ruined in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. I never expected them to actually kill off kid John Connor, so that was pretty shocking. But, you know, I, I like that it, it, it was branched. a dream that we've all had, I think. <laughs> you know, the branch in that timeline was cool. The idea that Skynet was stopped, but we're still doing the same type of technological research, so somebody else is going to do it, they and it just, just won't it be up. Skynet, I think is a really clever story plot. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, it's not Skynet anymore. It's Legion. One final real world note I think is that was the name. I don't know. if you like film, if you like science fiction, read up on the special effects and behind the scenes stuff for Terminator 2. Some of the stuff that they did, especially like some work they did with Linda Hamilton and her twin sister, is really just amazing filmmaking. Well, and the, some of the deleted scenes had some. They're just disappointed they're deleted because there well, there's some amazing effects in absolutely. some of those scenes. So most of them are in the special edition. Yeah, yeah if you watch, watch the special that. edition of the film, most of them are in that. And in it's all super fairness, cool. like all six movies have some cool practical effects in the background, so can look into that. It's true, but two definitely stands out as a practical effect marvel. All right. Well, then I guess that's going to be it for us on the Terminator franchise. Next week, we are going to be wrapping up the Crisis on Infinite Earths Arrowverse five-part crossover event. Which has already been ruined for Derek which, tonight. No, part of it was spoiled for me, so thanks to those people. Uh, we will be wrapping that up next week. Um, you can find us, of course, Screen Heroes at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter, heroespodcasts.com. And uh, we are also on Facebook. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and more. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash heroes podcast. We're working on some new tiers and stuff to try and revamp the thing. So take a look out there. You can find Ryan at Buster Props on Twitter. You can find Ray at Siren Ray. I am the Star Trek dude. We are the Screen Heroes Podcast on the Heroes Podcast Network. Thanks for tuning in. What do you think having sex with a Terminator is like? They must have functional genitalia, otherwise the street well, you punks. You can see it waggling around in the, in yeah, term, right? the original Terminator in the shadows. Yeah. You can see that thing flopping all over the place. <laughs> Looks like it was going to knock somebody's head off. I mean, Data is fully functional in multiple yes. techniques. Yeah. <laughs>